We read the shorter version from the book of Daniel, but I'll simply refer to the first part of it. The scene is that uh, these two old lecherous men are looking down over this garden, and this beautiful woman is there, so they plot how they can have relations with her. They'll accuse her. So uh, after her um, servants leave and she's in the garden alone and she's bathing, um, they go into the garden and they tell her straight out, you will sleep with us or we will accuse you of having slept with a young man here. And she realizes very quickly, if I sleep with them, I'm doomed. And if I don't sleep with them, I'm doomed. But what they didn't count on was this. They didn't count on meeting a woman who was just beautiful on the outside, but just as beautiful on the inside. Or, to put it in other words, she could have said, see, I'm not just a pretty face. (laughs) She was beautiful inside. The woman had character. She had values. She had moral beliefs. And she said, far better that I die not sinning, not being dishonest, than do whatever these men ask. And if death is what I have to do. But she placed herself completely in the hands of the Lord. Now, this is where I think both of these stories come alive in a very important way. To be guided by God's wisdom is really, in a way, the goal of every person of faith, regardless if they're Christian or not. And if you look at all religions, they always have a a bunch of wisdom literature, how to live wisely, how to open oneself to God. All religions have it. But all religions also have codes of law, codes to try to to control behavior. And often what happens is that people end up observing more or putting more trust in or responding more to the codes of law, which allow them then to condemn and to judge and to exact punishment. And it exists even in the church today. Many people much more prefer judging, condemning, and and holding people to the law. But the best of our literature in the scriptures is this wisdom literature where people allow God, and and using the, the idea of wisdom in the scriptures, wisdom is God, often referred to as a woman, but it is God. And when wisdom, that is, God is in a person guiding them, amazing things happen. So in this story today, we see two cases, two women accused. One, she actually did it, and the other one was just simply accused. And she puts her faith in God, and she opens her heart in prayer, and she asks God to lead her and guide her, and she is resigned to accept whatever comes her way. And so in the second part of the story, which we heard, she, she is awaiting what will happen to her. And Daniel comes before the crowd who has accepted the word of these two old lecherous men, have condemned her to death, and are now getting ready to kill her, to stone her to death. And young Daniel comes and says, People of God, really? You mean you will condemn a person to death without really doing true justice? Let's examine these supposed witnesses. So, 
he calls them forward. And, and you can see this story is, is the act of seeing wisdom at work, both in Susanna and now in Daniel. And patiently, slowly, slowly, no big rush, he separates the two, a very wise thing to do when you want the truth, ask each other without being in the presence of each other. Wisely, he asks, under what tree did this take place? He names one tree, and he says, this has cost your head because he knows or presumes there is lying going on here. He must have known Susanna and her purity. And then he separates and calls forth the other one. Under what tree? And he gives a different tree. Says, off with your head. And the punishment that was exacted for her is removed and placed upon them. This is how wisdom works. When people are acting with wisdom, they slow down. They presume, they presume that when they ask for wisdom, God will give it to them. God will give his very presence to guide, to open the heart, to listen. In a similar way, Jesus is there near the temple. And of course, his enemies have been looking for ways to trap him, and they really think they've found the perfect one. They caught a woman in the very act of adultery, and the law said she should be stoned to death. But their trap was this. If they got Jesus to agree with them she should be killed, then they could turn his own words against him. Oh, you, the king of compassion and forgiveness, where is it now? See? You're just like us, and you go along with the law of Moses as you should, but you've been breaking it, so where? We see that your words are false. But if he did stand for compassion and forgiveness, then they could say, ah, see, you stand against Moses, who is our greatest prophet, and you are guilty. So what does Jesus wisely do? He slows it down, no hurry to pass judgment or really do anything. And they kept pressing him, trying to push him into a corner. Slows it down. He doesn't even answer them. Just begins to write something on the ground. We don't know what it was. And then he stands up and he says, Let you, whoever here among you is without any sin, you cast the first stone. And he got back down and wrote on the ground. And every one of them walked away because they were all sinners. Now, this is wisdom at work. Of course we're all sinners. Who are we to condemn? Isn't that what Pope Francis says? Who are we to condemn? But perhaps the truth is, very often, we're not very wise. Perhaps very often, we don't really let God in to direct us. Because we put more faith, perhaps, many times on rules and laws. I know it's true in parenting, too, because I hear it all the time in the confessional. And very often, when our children, your children, are straying or not doing what you think they should do, they're not going to Mass, very often the judgment book comes out. And it usually ends up in arguing and fighting and people taking sides and and there doesn't seem to be much presence of the wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God slows it down. The wisdom of God usually makes us or calls us to listen with compassion and understanding. 
Is it all right for a child, I'm presuming with some age, 18, 19, 20-year-old, to not be close to the church or not feel very close or, or be straying? Is that okay? Would God permit that we can have a time in our life where, where we don't have it together, where we're, we're walking in circles? And do we need someone to step in with the law books and start throwing out the judgments? But the wisdom of God slows it down. And very often, instead of pronouncing things, ask questions. I mean, what a question of Jesus. If, if any of you are without sin, you throw the first stone. He didn't accuse, really. He invited them, throw the first stone, if you have no sin. And very wisely, of course, the statement he put out revealed the real truth. Ah, our scriptures are rich. And they are especially rich in the area of wisdom. And we are called as God's people. All of God's people of every faith are called to be people of wisdom, to let God in. Let us stand and lift up our prayers before God.